0: Hey, everybody, c Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like umpires and referees, a game changer. Today, we're starting to kick off MBTI week, meaning all this week, I'm going to have episodes focused on Myers-Briggs understanding. And uh, this is specifically meant to talk about Myers-Briggs as a whole, my general understanding of it, but I'm going to be real in the fact that this is meant to promote my Myers-Briggs course that is going to be available on Friday. If you go to cnote.media, you can sign up for the beta for $49, which means you'll have access to the full course and um, when, it, when it comes out on Friday. But if you wait until after Friday, it's going back up to $99. So go pick that up now if you're at all interested in Myers-Briggs and understanding the nuance and details of uh, what goes into, in, into understanding on an advanced level Uh, Myers-Briggs and what it all means. Uh, So on this first episode, we're going to focus on figuring out your type. I'm literally going to be taking, so let me clarify, I'm going to be literally taking segments from the course to share with you what is going on um, in the course. So most of the course... um, Segments are like 15 to 30 minutes, which is basically, it's a series of podcasts, it's an audio course. And um, this particular one that I'm going to be sharing with you next is called Figuring Out Your Type. So we're talking about a lot of the misconceptions that come with Myers-Briggs and the misunderstandings that come with you know, someone who has a baseline understanding of what it is, the four letters, and uh and, and kind of diving a little bit deeper into that. So um without further ado, let's just dive in and then uh the rest of this week we're gonna have more episodes about uh different different um amazing concepts to talk about Myers Briggs. So let's do this. Drums, please <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about figuring out your type because uh, we're, we're early on in, in the course here, and I figure some of you may appreciate Myers Briggs, but you may have some difficulty in understanding your type or understanding why it's so hard to figure out what your type is or why you keep getting different results and it can be really tricky. First of all, if you've never tried to take a test, that's a first place to start. I, I like 16personalities.com. Uh, they they have a pretty good test. There's also personality hacker, uh, personality junkies. Um, there's also the official MyersBriggs.org, I think it is, and they have a test there as well. I would I would recommend taking multiple tests and reading the descriptions of the results to kind of figure out which one gives you the best sense of relief. When you read a type, when you read about it, understand, first of all, there's going to be many overlaps. So there's going to be... Um, many overlaps in the understandings between each type because there are things that they're going to have in common. There are eight functions and people are essentially a shuffling of those functions. So there are going to be personalities that are similar to one another where there are going to be aspects of personalities that lean in one direction or another that you may have thought confusing or may have thought that didn't apply to one type or another. So uh, read the types thoroughly. I find the 16 personalities, um, Uh, uh, typing to be really, really good. The descriptions to be really good. If you want to read about it, Uh, personality junkies is very thorough because he's an INTP. So he talks about different phases of maturity and then personality hacker has some really great YouTube videos and audio sources for learning about different types. So again, it depends on your learning style. If you, um, and how you take in information to learn a little bit more about your type. Now, again, if you hear a description or read a description that gives you a sense of relief, that is typically the one that will be the most aligned with you. And and understand that there are going to be some things that are going to paint the picture for you a little bit differently than some people. Um, There are multiple factors to consider when when typing yourself. First of all, you have to consider maturity. You have to consider that there are different levels of, of maturity level that make different types respond in different ways. Um, There could be different aspects of your life that are taking on stress. You could be literally living within the stress version of your type for months or years on end and not realize that, that that's the case. Um, And uh, it may feel like you have a propensity to, to being one way or another and develop or develop a skill in one function and feel like you are that type. But until you switch careers or switch life situations and realize that those traits don't necessarily cross over in ways that you originally expected, then you might not realize that you are not that type. So it, it again, it's about doing everything you can to strip away the nonsense. And what I mean by the nonsense is to strip away outside influence, to strip away perceptions of your upbringing, your culture, your surroundings to better understand as clear as you can a picture of who you are in your most natural state of being. Now, I know that's a lot easier said than done, and it takes time. And I I haven't personally experienced this because I've always typed as an INTP. And um, INTPs are types that if you're an INTP, you might type uh, uh, towards that, or you might type as an INFP if you're a female INTP because female intps tend to be a little bit more naturally emotional um or at least outwardly expressively emotional because of the propensity for society to you know treat women as uh, as being more emotional when well, it's not necessarily the case but they may feel that they should be more emotional so therefore they express those traits a little bit more naturally does that make sense So male and female typing is something to consider as well when you're looking at your type. Are you being biased in any kind of way? And that's going to be hard. You know, sometimes that's going to involve having someone else type you for you, which uh, I'm working on a way to offer that for people. It's going to be expensive because I'm not that really um, interested in working with people one-on-one and individually, I'm going to be frank about that. But, um, if you are interested and you've had a lot of frustrations with trying to figure out your type, uh, let me know. It's going to be at least a grand. I'm going to let you know now. So if you can't afford at least a grand, um, don't bother, (laughs) um, with reaching out to me, I'm going to be real about that up front. But, um, The idea here is that sometimes you can get someone else who is much more well-versed in Myers-Briggs to sit with you, ask you questions and type and type you. Um, But sometimes it's enough to go to different resources and compare yourself to other versions of the type that you think you are. So uh, look at, you know, YouTube videos. There are plenty of people who are talking about typing and including myself. I have YouTube videos talking about stuff like that as well. And, um, and talking about how, uh, and looking at how they behave, not necessarily just what the attributes say you should be or, or are, but understanding that this is a natural propensity for your, your preferences. So your body movements are likely going to be in one direction or another. The things that you say, the way that you speak, the way that you think are going to be portrayed portrayed in one way or another. There is a another YouTube channel called Sarah MBTI. It's a little bit crude in terms of the presentation, but she has really great pop culture examples and sometimes pop culture can be really tricky, but there are really great specific moments that tend to fit within a personality type. Whereas in a movie, because writers are sometimes projecting their own personality type onto a different personality type, you can get some things that are a little bit confusing. Um, Uh, And it might not be consistent throughout the entire movie, but there are certainly sections where a personality type will shine a little bit more than another. And she's really good at pulling those pieces out and showing you examples of different types using different cognitive functions, which using cognitive learning cognitive functions is going to help you be able to type yourself a little bit more clearly. And I do have a course that I'm working on for that called the cognitive functions course. And you should actually, it's called MBTI Hard Mode Cognitive Functions. And if you are at the point where you're understanding, you've gone through this course and you're starting to understand um, Myers-Briggs in general, but still unclear about your type, uh, you can certainly start to dive into cognitive functions, whether it's through the course or through alternate resources to start to learn more about your functions because really diving into your cognitive functions is going to give you a much clearer picture of, of, of who you are because if, especially if you're starting to just look at the letters, and you're not diving into the cognitive functions, it can be very confusing because you can feel like you're an extrovert, but you need time to yourself. Or you can feel like you're an INTP, but you think you're a little bit more emotional than INTPs are. So does that make me an INFP? And, you know, that that can be very confusing. You know, the the line between T and F can be quite wide when you're not really sure how to look at it. Um, Or the same thing with intuitives and sensors. And it's tricky because, again, we all use... Um, I I say again, but I don't think I've mentioned it in this version. (laughs) Um, uh, we all use the eight functions, but it's a matter of our preference for each function. So if you are, you are an intuitive, you still have sensing within you, but you're not using it as much and you're using it for different means and different, it's a different part of your cognitive stack essentially. So, um, that's where it can get confusing because again, you could learn, uh, a skill in one area, like for me, when I was growing up, my my dad is likely an extroverted feeler as his dominant function, and extroverted feeling is my inferior function. So you can see how that can naturally create a rift, uh, but it also allowed me to learn some skills within extroverted feeling, um, but essentially made me feel like I was inept because I wasn't using it in other areas of life so naturally. And um, it made me kind of feel bad. So understanding my type and understanding my functions um, and and understanding that I can build a skill set in one area. But if I tried to apply that skill set to different areas, I started to fall flat and I started to lose my sense of direction in life. And I've spent basically the last 20 years trying to do client based people service work and I'm as I'm learning more about my cognitive functions and about being an ITP like that sounds and feels like a disaster as I start to move more towards doing uh, these types of courses and creating products and just making stuff and helping people indirectly feels so much better. And again, it's that sense of relief. It's that sense of once you have a more well-rounded understanding of yourself and who you are and your type, there is this sense of relief that you can not feel guilty for who you are. You can not feel guilty for trying to be more of yourself. And not feel like you're trying to fit into a bucket that the world is trying to present you to be in. Especially if you're an INTP or an introvert that is not as well represented in the world at large. It can be very frustrating to feel like you don't fit in or feel like you're just not a part of the big puzzle. And some people are more comfortable with that independence and individualism. And so the other people aren't. So I understand that it becomes a struggle. There's a sense of bias. Sometimes there's a, sen- a sense of, of deniability. Uh, it, it can be really hard, but like, like in therapy, you need to strip away all the layers and it take time to go through it, which is why this is a very dense course. And I, I suggest that you go through, um, Uh, the the easy course the advanced course well the advanced course covers everything in the easy course as well and then go through the cognitive functions course and then I'm going to be doing courses about individual types so as you start to go through the course for your individual type but then there are courses for um, there are plenty of resources out there from varying types of people who are sharing their own experiences you know, as you start to learn more about your type, more about who, what you think your type is and gain that sense of relief, then, you know, life is just going to kind of get a little smoother and you'll be able to tackle some things that seemed impossible. And it's really about opening doors. It's not about putting you into a box and typing you. It's about finding a way to give you a sense of, of, of focus so that you can move forward in a way that is liberating. Does that make sense? so it's going to take a little bit of time and it's, it could take months. It could take years. I'm I'm going to be real about that if you're not really sure, but sometimes one conversation with someone who knows what they're talking about can totally help you. So again, if you can afford at least a grand to talk with me um, for multiple sessions, then we can figure out what your type is and uh, it can help you utilize this information even more. But You know, certainly go through this course and continue to learn more about introversion, extroversion, intuition and sensing and learn about all these things. And then you'll, you'll get a better sense of like which of these things are my preference, which one feels right to me, especially as I start to describe it. It might feel like, oh, okay, that clicks for me more than this one does. And I feel like this is more natural to me than this thing is. So hopefully as you go through this course, you'll be able to get a sense of which things resonate with you a little bit better so that when you do go back and you start to read the descriptions or you go into the individual courses that I'm going to be offering that you'll be able to things will just start to click into place. So, um, hopefully that will be the case for you. And if you continue to struggle and you go through all these courses and nothing's still clicking, it might be a case where you need to talk to a professional um, or talk to someone who can type you based on your uh, answers to questions and um, your behaviors. Sometimes it's as simple as having a conversation, and I can tell you your type based on you know the way you respond to things <laughs> or or something in your past that you bring to the surface or the way that you approach problems, you know, there's plenty of ways to figure out someone's type. Um, So uh, that's, that's it for this. We're going to go into, we're going to get into the nitty gritty now. So take a break if you need to, but we're going to get into extrovert versus introvert and um, start talking about all the other things that we got going on here. So thanks again for for being a part of this. This is huge. And uh, I thank you. This is really important to me. And, um, as you go through, if you have questions for me and you know me directly, feel free to, uh, drop me a line at any time throughout this process. This is absolutely, uh, great for me to be able to do. And, um, hopefully it helps you out. So let's, let's do the next thing. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed that segment of the course. Uh, in case you're confused with the language, it's, it's, These are literal rips from the course. So it's saying that we're going to go into a topic next. We're not going to actually do that here on the podcast. We're going to go through a couple of different random topics that are in the course. But the course itself, the Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX course, has 35 segments, at least 35 segments. I might record more. Um, And it's basically a bunch of mini podcasts. So it's 15 to 30 minutes of me talking about individual Myers-Briggs types and concepts, and really, really breaking it down. So we talk about things like introvert versus extrovert, intuitive versus sensor. We talk about ambiverts. We talk about figuring out your type. We talk about, um, you know, uh, religion and politics and how that relates to people's understanding of Myers-Briggs. Some tools that you can use Myers-Briggs as, using typology as a tool for your career and relationships, and talking about considerations, uh, things to think about in terms of maturity level, upbringing, culture, things like that. So there's a lot to break down. There's so much. The This week is going to be mbti week and there is i'm going to share five of those segments this week um, but make sure that if you are interested in diving into much more which there are 30 more segments that you are not hearing on this podcast go check it out at cnote.media scroll down a little bit to the right it'll see it'll say super Myers breaks turbo ex and uh, click on that and you pay 49 dollars which will be the price until Friday, until this week is over. So go check that out. Go purchase that because then you'll get the full course uh, before the half price. It'll go back up to $99 after Friday. So go pick it up now. Go check it out. So uh, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, I'll catch you on the next one. See you guys